Hello, have a nice weekend, uh, everyone. I am here today with Steve, and uh, we are going to talk about our beliefs today. Uh, the beliefs that uh, we bring it before our childhoods, uh, how they react our lives right now. Uh, we will see uh, how can we find these root causes uh, and helps us uh, in our daily lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Yelda. Hello. Right, lovely. So, yeah, no, thank you again for doing these videos with me. Uh, I want to thank our viewers for, for watching. And if you like this, give me a thumbs up and then subscribe because we try to do one once a week. Sometimes it's a, a little off, but, you know, we try to do one once a week. And, and today's subject is really cool. Um, so, uh, you know, I, did, I, I never thought about this 10 years ago. You know, I, I just, that was just a meat bag. I was doing stuff, whatever came next. And um, it wasn't working for me. So then I started studying with Bob Proctor and, and things started shifting in my mind. So I, I have some questions for you, Yelda. Um, tell, me, tell me some of the, uh, the basic beliefs that work for you, the, the beliefs that are really held in your heart and you believe them to be true and they work for you. Talk, talk to me about some of those. Uh, some of them come in my reality, like, uh, for example, about money beliefs. Okay, so um, let's talk about money. It's a really important subject. A lot of. Uh, I can talk about this because uh, in my family, we weren't rich or we have no. Uh, I mean, we were always. I mean, we were doing everything uh, we need. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, with loaning money from banks uh, or taking credits uh, like that. Uh, so after even I graduated and I start to work, I I couldn't get enough money to get myself uh, uh, get myself survive in one month. Uh, but uh, after uh, I study on this, uh, like. Two, two and a half years ago, I start, I recognize and I study on this belief. Uh, I, I think that uh, maybe this is coming from my childhood system. And uh, if I change my belief about money inside me, uh, my, uh, my life can be better for now. So <clears throat> then uh, in 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 time for now for example it gets better uh it get better and then get even better so uh i think uh, maybe there are still more uh there is still more to change about this but when i work on that uh i don't know i see the difference in my before life and uh, mm -hmm. for now yeah yeah so you know uh, money is a big important issue for everybody if we don't have money well we can't buy food we can't pay rent we can't pay for our cell phone bills or, or what we want yeah. what, to, to live a comfortable life to look after our basic needs so yeah um a lot of us grow up and, and i know that i had this very experience when i was growing up and you might might be able to relate with this my parents were very uh frugal Okay, they watched every penny. They they <clears throat> they budgeted for this. They budgeted for that. They watched every penny. And back back when I was born, they didn't have credit cards. You had to mm -hmm. save money in order to buy the things that you wanted. Yeah. And it's, it's a great system because I'll tell you what, credit cards are. Um, yeah, they, they get you in trouble. They get you in trouble. Okay. And I will say this, uh, I I had uh, too many credit cards, really, and uh, now I close all of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was hard, uh, but I I close all of them, and uh, I feel uh, better in 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 my daily life, really, because when I had uh, these uh, uh, credit cards since ten years think about that uh, and mm -hmm. every month I was getting stressed you know I was a student or I wasn't getting enough money but I had to buy things to myself to mm -hmm. 
survive in Istanbul because as a student, Istanbul is very expensive city in Turkey. Uh, so uh, you had you had to learn uh, too much to stay yeah. here, especially now. Uh, it's getting getting more expensive because oh, yeah. well, the dollar and euro currencies. So you had to uh, you had to do some things to the yeah. earn money for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like, well, and, now and you this... shouldn't use credit cards. Uh, I don't know. You should. Absolutely right. Okay, so we, we can talk about credit cards a little bit later because, you know, this is this is the kind of thing that we get into, right? And I know where you're coming from because I had the same issue when I was your age. In any case, um, uh, we, we have this belief that money is hard thing to earn, that there's only a certain amount of money in, available in the world and we have to fight to get that money. We have to compete for jobs and we have to compete for... Um, for uh, a livelihood, we, we have to compete for the money that we want. We need to uh, go to school, we need to get an education, we need to get the, the wallpaper, like this over here, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and this is just wallpaper. I got this certificate and it made absolutely no difference to how much I got paid, none whatsoever. I don't get paid more than a, a guy without that certificate that knows the same things that I do. So, it, you know what, um, it's the same with a degree or, uh, or uh, even, um, you know, if you have a, a, a PhD in something, you're not going to get paid more because you have more knowledge. You get paid, uh, this is the law of, um, of compensation, you get paid in direct proportion to, to what you know, how well you do it, not what you know, what you do, how well you do it, and how easy it is to, come, to replace you, right? So. Think about this, you know, in any case, let's go back to beliefs. How does that all get started, right? Well, we have this belief system. We have a belief system that says, well, you go to school, you get more schooling, and then you get a, a piece of paper and, and you're going to get a job that you really love. No, no, I, I have uh, five nieces and uh, five, five, uh, I have nieces and nephews, five in total, and uh, every one of them has gone through university and there's only one I think that is is still in a job or is is applying for a job that's it, uh, along the lines of what he's studying in university. And the other ones are all doing something different, okay? But the belief is there. If I have a higher education, I'm going to get paid well, right? What other beliefs do we have? Uh, let's let's talk about um, uh, uh, let's talk about our religious systems. You know, our religious systems are, are great. They they worked a long time ago but now things are modifying you know things things have changed and the religions aren't changing okay they're they're plugging their ears towards the the evidence and the proof that is out here but there's good things in religion right and there's not so good things in religion you know uh um good things in religion is like um judge not lest you be judged right or uh um, it's just love, you know, express your love all over people. That, that was the teachings of Jesus, right? And, and probably Muhammad as well. And I'll tell you what, there are great teachings in the Bible and in the, in the Quran and in all the scriptures. But there are also teachings in the Bible that just don't work. They're not, they're, they're not right. And here's what we have to do about our beliefs. We have to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and sit down and write out, what do I believe? What in, you know, you could even study your religious system. What is good in my religious system? Or what's not good in my religious system? Well, I believe this, I believe that. Well, I'm kind of on the fence about this one, but this one's out, that one's out. I don't need that. And then, you know what, the ones that you throw out, you've given yourself room to start your own beliefs, right? So one of those, let's talk about some of the other beliefs that we have when we're children, right? Like. When we're born, we're born atheist. We don't have, I think I touched on this last week, we're born atheist. We don't have a clue about God. We don't have a clue about religion. We don't have a clue about spirituality of any kind. Uh, we, we don't know how to use our own fingers and hands yet and feet, right? We don't, we, we rely on our parents to feed us, to clothe us, to shelter us. And because we are sponges, we have no we have no conscious capabilities. 
Okay, we have six mental faculties uh, available to us, but we we totally unaware of them. Okay, so you know what those mental faculties are. They're um, the will, the imagination, the uh, perception, the um, um, reason, um, intuition, and memory. Okay, all of these six mental faculties we have to learn how to use. Most people don't even know they have them. And uh, because nobody teaches this stuff, we go through our lives listening to what our parents teach us. And we start mimicking them. We, we, we see them do a gesture with their hands when they're talking. And you watch an infant, he'll be trying to talk. The words don't make any sense, right? But I, I remember when I was, um, well, I'm going to say about six years old, my, my brother was uh, maybe one or two. He was, he was starting, to, uh, he was starting to, to learn how to talk. And I'd sit on the couch with him and I'd look at him and we'd talk in baby talk, blah, 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 blah. We had a great conversation. Don't know what the hell we were saying, but it was fun, right? And that's what the, the nice thing about being a kid is that you do things that are fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then as we grow up, we get this idea, this belief. Well, I'm, I'm an adult now. I have to be responsible. I can't have fun anymore. I have to be strict and I have to be uh, uh, professional and I have to be, um, uh, uh, how do you say it? Um, this... I have to be responsible. I have to be responsible, not just for myself, but now for my family, I've married this woman. I've got to be responsible enough to, to, to see to it that she's happy. This is a belief. This is a belief. I'm not responsible for her happiness. She's responsible for her happiness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we have to take these beliefs that we've got and we've got to turn them around to work for us. Am I making sense? Yeah, right? So, you know, we were talking about credit cards a little while ago and, and I was in the same boat with you. I had six credit cards at one time and every month they wanted a minimum payment and holy fuck, I, I didn't earn enough money to make the minimum payments on any of these cards. So what I do is I take the minimum, you know, they were all due at different times of the month. So I take one credit card and I pay, pay the other um, uh, minimum yeah, I uh, right with, with the with the other credit card and I, and I play this freaking juggling game with, with credit cards <laughs> i think it's something universal <laughs> yeah yeah, but, do that. yeah so at, at one point uh credit was uh was created as a means to uh you know give people a way to afford things that they don't have the money currently for so housing it's always been around right we've always had loans a mortgage for a house, right? It, it's been around for a long time. Nobody has, has you know, $100,000 or, or 500000 even a million dollars these days for houses here in Toronto to, to purchase a house. And, and you know, it would take a, an average worker his lifetime to earn a million dollars. Yeah, you know? the same, yes. Yeah, yeah, so credit is not a good idea. It really isn't. Uh, especially credit cards, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's for instant gratification. Now, this is something that uh, humans have, have learned as well. They want something, they're going to go and get it. Whether they've got the money for it or not, they've got the credit card, let's go get it. Right? Yeah. And, and that gets them into trouble. So, um, you know, being financially responsible is something that we have to learn how to do. And um, sometimes watching our parents, well, that's not always the great thing to do. Yeah. So here's a secret for you. And I think I've talked about this before. It's not a secret. It's, it's well known. There's an infinite amount of money out there. They're making more every day, right? They print it out like it's freaking, yeah. I don't know, toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> yeah. They print more and more of it every day. That's why our inflation keeps going up, right? That's why our countries keep going into debt. It's fucking crazy. The financial system really needs to be revamped. But until that happens, we have to deal with it. So here's the thing about money. We can earn money, and, and this is a belief as well, right? Here, let's go through it. Grow up, go to school, go to more school, 
get your first job, the first job that comes along, take your first job that comes along, start to earn money because you came out of school in debt, you gotta pay that debt back, right? Work that job, work that job, fall in love, find a spouse, buy a house, um, start a family, and then you're locked in. You're locked in. You've got to work that job because now you have responsibilities for uh, a spouse, for your children. You've got to be responsible for those children until they reach a certain age. Now, here's something that other people that most people don't understand as well. So this is a belief. Let, let, let's backtrack. This is a belief system that we have, and it's global. It, it's global. It, it's not just here in Canada. It's not just in the United States. It's global. Uh, in the United States, they have a belief. You've got to work hard. You've got to work your life away. You've got to work, 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 work to get what you want, right? And it's it's filtered up here to Canada. So, you know, I, I basically live to work or most people live to work. I do what I do for fun. I, I really enjoy what I do. And when you do that, you just get rewarded for it. It comes from all kinds of places, right? So we've got to change our beliefs, right? We've got to stop this idea that money is, is finite, that money starts and stops at the end of the paycheck, right? We've got to think about ways of being of service to people because that's how you get paid. We go back to the law of compensation again, right? Uh, the law of compensation, again, is, is you get paid in proportion to what you do, how well you do it, and how easy it is to replace you. So if, if you think about this, okay, I'm, I'm a really good mechanic. I know that um, in service to others, I get rewarded. And if I serve many people, I'll get rewarded big time. Does that make sense? The more people that I provide a service for, the more money I can earn, right? So now it's not just me that needs to earn that money because, I, you know, there's only so much time in a day and there's only so many customers or so many people that I can serve during that eight hour day. So now what I have to do is I have to build my business. I have to, to in, invite people to come and work with me and say, Come and help me. We're, we're, we're swamped with work. Come and help me. We need to service more customers. Uh, we can't keep up with the, the business that we have and we need your help. And then you invite them in and you start teaching them what I'm teaching you. And you start saying to them, how can we serve more customers? And he'll come up with ideas or he, him or her will come up with ideas. And this is how creativity is expressed, right? We all have creative ideas that we're dying to express. And when you invite somebody to express their creativity, they can figure out ways of earning more income. And it's called multiple sources of income. So I'm, I'm out there serving, serving customers. I've got one source of income. And then I've got a friend who comes on board to help me. And that friend goes out and services more customers. And we now have multiple sources of income coming in. Am I, am I making sense? So now, um, you know, uh, it's not just me and my buddy. It's, it's now my buddy and his buddy and somebody else's buddy. And we're all working together to make this business grow and grow and grow. And we all come up with creative ideas on how to do that. One buddy says, hey, you know what? I like this forklift repair stuff, but I want to start a machine shop because I see a need for doing the machining on certain things that a forklift has. And... Uh, and uh, that buddy says, I want to start a machine shop, but I need help. I, I don't have the resources. I don't know who to, who to talk to. And I say to him, listen, I'll finance you. Okay. I'll give you the work, but you've got to make me a priority. Right. And all of a sudden he's got a little machine shop going. He's got one or two machines and he's doing the work and he invites people over to work with him. So now all of a sudden my investment in him brings me more returns. Yeah. Right? Am I, am I making sense? So it, it works like that. When we co-create, we can achieve great things. And, and, it, and it, makes us, it makes it necessary to, to reevaluate the way we earn income. Right? So, so having a job is the worst way of, of earning an income. Right? Having a business. <laughs> I can't remember who said this. I think it might have been Jim Rohn. Profits, yes, it was. Profits are better than income. 
-hmm. right? So uh, that was a great line. I got a giggle out of that. And, and if you've never heard of Jim Rohn, uh, go look him up. A-R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn, uh, on YouTube. He, he's got some good videos out there. And he's very entertaining. He's very entertaining. But he made, uh, 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 you know, he's, he's probably a millionaire, uh, or he was probably a millionaire. I'm not sure if he's still alive. Um, in uh, in multi-level marketing, or um, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, multi-level marketing. Yeah, you know, he, he did a really good good work there. Um, in any case, uh, you know what? When when people hear me say that, you know, multi multiple uh, multiple sources of income, they instantly think, "Fuck, Steve, how hard do you want me to work?" I'm already working a nine to five job and then I've got my weekends. I got to look after my kids. I got to look after the car, the boat, the cottage, the, 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 this, the, that. How hard do you want me to work? Well, you don't have to work hard. Stop working your business because that's a business operator, not a business owner. Um, stop working your business and invite people to work it for you, right? Inspire them to come and work it for you. Then sit back and say, how can I help this person? Uh, achieve his dreams or goals and in helping that person do that your income is going to increase you're gonna have a happy employee your happy employee is gonna make the customers happy the customers are gonna come back and give you repeat business the customers are gonna tell other people about you your business is going to grow and the shareholders in your company or, or even you well you're gonna be happy you see how it goes full circle? So this is a new business model that we've got to uh, embrace globally. And, and my, my, uh, my boss and I were, uh, I call him my boss. He's a, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. I help him grow his business. Um, but he and I were talking about the, the poisonous idea of the business construct, constructs that were started over 100 years ago and have never been modified. The, the accounting processes that have never been modified the um uh the the business structure you know uh, uh produce a product or a service make a markup on it uh, uh, a uh, um a markup um oh, there's another word for it doesn't matter make a markup on it sorry like commercial stuff uh, not necessarily. It's uh, you make a markup, so a profit margin, a margin. There it is, a profit margin, right? And you sell that product or service for that margin. Well, there's a better way of doing it. You put a product out there, and you say to the customer, "What's what's what's the value of it for you?" One customer might say, "Ah, it's a hundred bucks. Well, pay me a hundred bucks." The next customer might say, "Oh, that's a million bucks. Here, here's a million bucks." Right. But and, and the biggest problem with most companies is they are so focused on, on the bottom line that to try and keep it in the black, they're always dipping down into the red. Right. And when it dips down into the red, then there's a whole lot of stress that goes on in the company. And that stress is passed from the owner to uh, to the managers, from the managers to the to the supervisors, from the supervisors to the the foreman, to, from the foreman to the to whatever level, right down to the employees, and that poisons a company. So we got to stop looking at the bottom line. If you're in the red, you go, hey, I'm grateful I have that much money in the bank. There's more money coming in. I'm grateful for the money that's coming in. That's when you start changing things. Oh my gosh. But these all stem from beliefs. These all stem, you know, the business practices are from beliefs and they can be changed. It's just a matter of sitting down and reviewing again, pen and paper. What are my beliefs about my business? What are my beliefs? Imagining, imagining that in your bank account, you have more money and you feel it. You think how you spend the, that money and then you feel it in time you feel the same feeling again i love that reality right yeah i love what you just said right 
If you have a vision of where you want to take your business, then the bottom line doesn't freaking matter. Do I make sense? If I want to take my company and grow it into a, a, a global entity, you know, uh, Express Lift uh, in, in Toronto, Express Lift in Calgary, in, uh, in, uh, in Montreal, Express Lift in, in uh, London, England, Express Lift in uh, Istanbul, you know, I can do that. I just need to have the vision and then inspire people to come and work with me. If I have that vision and I'm excited about it, I'm excited about it and I feel the need to do this, I want to do this more than breathing, then it can happen. Then it can happen. And it's, you know, it's a matter of treating people with equanimity equally, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful process and, and people should learn how to do this. So changing our beliefs from old business practices, from some of the religious beliefs that we have to uh, modernize our beliefs, to make our beliefs work for us, that's the important thing to do. And that's why self-study is so important. Why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Why am I um, uh, not feeling good? These are questions that you have to ask yourself, self-study. And, and when you start thinking about these questions, well, what goals am I not reaching? Or, or what, what, what beliefs do I have that cause this anxiety? You know, I, I, I grew up in a family that was, uh, don't get me wrong, I love my family and, and it's the way it was. I can't change the past. I have to change me. I have to change me now. But my, my family criticized, my, my parents criticized me and ridiculed me in order to try and get me to do better, <laughs> in order for me to try and follow their idea of what a good life is. So as an example, I came home with a report card and I was a C student. I, I, I couldn't care less for school. I think school is an abomination too to the human spirit. Uh, we should talk about that one day. But, um, um, you know, and when I presented this report card to my parents, well, my, my mom's going, well, why are you getting C's? Why aren't you doing better? What's wrong with you? Why can't you do better? You've got to work harder, young man. You've got to stop uh, monkeying around. This is your life you're talking about, young man, right? Um, I, I couldn't read a word, chaos. I, I remember this, this very clearly because it impacted me very... Um, Uh, very emotionally. I, I saw this game, this board game, this is before computers were around, I think it's maybe, ooh, I'm going to say about seven or eight years old, grade one, grade two. I, I couldn't read, you know, I couldn't pronounce words the way they're supposed to be pronounced. English is a fucked up language, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Chaos is spelled C-H-A-O-S. Okay, in in uh, in uh, in English, and uh, I, I went up to my aunt and I said, "Can we play chaos?" And and my my aunt said, "Play what? Chaos?" And she started laughing, and I, I presented the box to her with the word on it, and she started laughing at me. Ha 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 ha! That's funny. No, the word's chaos, and I'm going like what? And I thought she was making fun of me. I think she was probably more, more thinking, oh, you're so cute. I'll teach you how. But she did it the wrong way, right? So there was ridicule there. Oh, no, no, you know what? I, and it, this just came back to my memory. It, it's, it's like this. And she says, what's the matter? Can't you read? Don't you understand this word? So there was ridicule and criticism involved there, right? And that hurts. And when you have an emotional impact, man, I see this as clear as day. This is a memory that's in my mind, right? It's ingrained like this. And now it's a habit and it's now a belief. Okay, I can't read. I'm not smart. My report card says I'm stupid, right? I'm not smart enough to be a doctor or lawyer. My, my, um, my guidance counselor in high school says, this. Did you ever have an experience with a guidance counselor? No, never. No, mm -hmm. no. Well, you're lucky. You're mm -hmm. lucky. Like they're well-meaning people, but when they 
the report card has nothing to do with the, the possibilities that lie within you with what you are capable of. Yet they use it to, to direct your life. Yeah. Right? So, you know, uh, maybe you grew up in a different family, one that was uh, nurturing, one that was like, oh, um, Steve, you got a C in, in uh, mathematics. That's really good, Steve. But, you know, you're doing well. But uh, what do you need to know to get more? You know, if you want to be an engineer or if you want to be a, a scientist, you've got to know math. And, and what is it that you need to know? Uh, how can we help you? And if I, if I said to them, well, I'm not really interested in math. I'm not really interested in being an engineer or a scientist. I just want to play. I want to play. <laughs> and, and, and they'd say to me, okay, well, what do you want to play at? And, and right now I couldn't answer that. <laughs> I just wanted to play. So, you know, I want to play in the woods. I want to play, uh, play Frisbee with some friends. I want to go out and play and, and just be, you know. And if my parents said, okay, well, let's, let's go out and play and be. Maybe I could be a Frisbee golf champion right now, or maybe I could be uh, uh, a beach volleyball player or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can make money at anything. It's just how, how, how much do you want to do it? And there are great stories of transformation. There are great stories of people who started off on a career. Uh, uh, this is the illusion of money. This, this idea just came to me. See, I'm talking again. <laughs> so there's a, a movie that Kyle C's put out called um, The Illusion of Money. It's a great movie. Uh, we should talk about money a bit more before we go into this movie. Um, there's, there's a book that was put out. I just had it in my hand. I just had the little sucker in my hand. It's a very small book. Voila. It's a very small book. It's seven pages long and it's called Money, money is God in Action, right? And it describes how money is like the, the flow of the universe. It's the energy of the universe put into physical manifestation. And if you allow money to flow through you, now you've got to be financially responsible, of course, right? You can't just uh, take your paycheck and spend it on whatever, right? You've got to try and take that money and put it towards something that's good, right? A charitable cause. Well, char you've got to be careful about charities because there are a lot of fucked up ones out there. Um, um, but you invest it or you... you um, uh, provide that money to a friend who wants to start a machine shop or something along those lines. And, uh, and you don't expect anything in return, right? You just let that money flow through you and you say, thank you for being, I've earned this much. I'm going to take 10%. I'm going to put it away and I'm going to give 10% to, uh, to, uh, a, uh, an organization that does good for other human beings. Mm -hmm. Right. But all the money goes to the, the people that need it. Not to administrators, not to uh, um, uh, advertisers, right? You take a look at people like UNICEF. Even the church is a bad thing to invest in. Um, uh, there are other foundations out there that are advertising. Advertising causes, it costs a shit ton of money, right? So what they bring in in donations, you know, hopefully outweighs how much they're putting out. And you don't see these advertisements a lot. Around Christmas time is when all the uh, is when all the advertisements for helping people in Africa and helping people here and helping people there. At least in North America, that's that's where they come out. Um, you know that's fine. But are these institutions giving that money to the people that need it? Are are they doing something with that money to provide what they want? For the, there's a there's an organization, a nonprofit organization. I like them a lot that provides clean water solutions for people around the world. So I'm going to uh, look at investing in them or, or passing, you know, tithing 10% of my income to, to that organization. Cause I think it's, it's really important that people don't need to suffer. Um, yeah. uh, yes. So you, you, you let this money come in and then you, you put away 10%, you give 10% away and the rest of it is for you to use. Yeah, you pay your bills, you pay your groceries, you look after your basic needs, and then what's left over, 
you use it wisely, right? You invest in a business, you invest in yourself, you learn something new about yourself, you take a program, you take a course, and, and I'm talking about personal development, I'm not talking about another university course where you get another piece of paper that hangs on a wall that doesn't do you any good, okay? I'm talking about um, um, learning about yourself. This is what lifelong learning is about, is learning something about yourself to make yourself a little bit better today than you were yesterday. <gasps> I've gone on. Um, but you see what I'm saying, Yelda? It's our beliefs that stop us from achieving what we want to achieve. Right? It makes us afraid of our dreams. So we still hate the feeling that we are not ready to start. Uh, that, that's Yeah, that's exactly it. Perfectly said. I, I wish I'd said that at the beginning. <laughs> I could have stopped the video right there. <laughs> but uh, you're right. You're right. It's these beliefs that limit our, our, our capability of doing whatever we want. You know, these beliefs cause us to have fear. It cause us to have worries and doubts. And next thing you know, we're getting depressed. We're feeling anxiety more than we are feeling joyful and happy. And that's wrong. We're not supposed to be human doings. I said this a while ago as well. We're supposed to be human beings. I love this saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's our cultures that have forced us to become human doings. It's our business practices that have forced us to become human doings. It's our religious systems that caused us to be human doings. You know, so, you know, take some time to yourself. Like, <clears throat> I get up early every day. I spend an hour in, in study. I spend another hour in, in meditation. And, oh, these meditations are really good. Um, as a matter of fact, when I get back from breakfast this morning, I'm going to do a day, oh, well, yeah, groceries, and I'm going to do a day-long meditation. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to put a meditation in my ears, do an hour-long meditation, get up, go eat something, go to the bathroom, sit back down, meditate again, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I want to practice this all day long. At least that's my plan today. I'm not sick. After your practices end at the night, uh, what are you going to do, sleep? Or study or write something? Um, usually before I go to bed, I, I would try to do something to put good thoughts into my head. So whether it's, it's write a, a chapter in my book or, or something in my book, um, or it's write out a few positive affirmations. Uh, there's a new thing that I was introduced to called Mind Movies. And uh, I want to create my own mind movie. And what is a mind movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a mind I mean, movie. You create it yourself in your mind. It's something. Uh, well, no, no, no. You take uh, uh, something like um, uh, what's a PowerPoint? You know, Microsoft PowerPoint, the slide presentation. Yes, I know. Yes, I use it all the time. Yeah, and you know how to make a movie there. Yes. Yeah. You, you can do a slide presentation yes, that nice. progresses through yes. things. So you, yes. you've put these slides together and um, you add some music, some music that lifts your heart, something that makes you feel empowered and beautiful. And you put slides on there that show you, um, you know, the, the way you want your life to be. And you put uh, positive affirmations such as, um, I am wealth, uh, I am health. So personifying health and wealth, do you understand? <coughs> I am free, I am uh, supernatural, I am uh, an incredibly powerful being. So positive affirmations on every image and it plays to music, right? You play that to music and um, yeah, and uh, you, you can do some really beautiful things with it. And, and then what you do is you, you watch that at the end of the day. You watch that video. It's a mind movie, right? 
and you watch that video just as you're going to bed. You, you take it to bed with you. you. You put it on your phone or on your laptop. You sit in your bed and you're tired. You want to watch this and you just watch it and you, you turn off all the other mental noise in your head, right? You can't worry about bills right now. You can't worry about your parents. You can't worry about your kids. You can't worry about the dog. You can't worry about your, your broken car or whatever's on your mind, right? Just stop all the noise and just focus on that video and go to sleep with some good ideas. And I, I think that's a powerful, powerful idea because before you go to sleep uh, and your, your mind's toiling over something, and this happens to me quite a bit, something uh, that I've got to take care of tomorrow <coughs> or how something that uh, happened at work affected my whole day, right? You know, something went wrong and uh, how, how uh, yeah, and, and it, when you go to bed with those bad ideas, you can't sleep. It's not a comfortable, it's not a good sleep. So you use this mind movie to put your, your body at ease and then you can sleep more soundly. So I think that's a really cool idea. So I never think about that. Yeah, but you didn't know about it, right? This is, you just found out about it, yes? yes? Yeah, so now you can think about it. <laughs> yeah. But there's an organization out there called mindmovie.org.com. Wait, 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 maybe I can find it. Excuse me a second while I go uh, search this out. Yes, mindmovies.com. And uh, of course, they, they charge for their services, and, and rightfully so. Um, but uh, it's not expensive. At least I don't. Uh, it might be expensive in Turkish lira. I'm not sure. How many? How much? How much is it? Uh, the, the program that I uh, I saw, I haven't purchased it yet, um, was like 76 uh, US dollars. Okay, multiply it. I think with 20. <laughs> I don't even uh, follow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is the there? $79, I think. It doesn't really matter. It's around $70. Oops. US, US monies. And in Turkish lira, I need to get, there it is. Uh, ooh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's very bad right now. Our our economy. <laughs> man, that is that is really terrible. You know, man, seventy nine dollars is a thousand four hundred and seventy lira. That that's bullshit. You know, and, and this is where, and this is something that really really aggravates me. You know, it's a hundred and five Canadian, and that's still bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, you know the the difference in currencies and the it makes no no sense to me. And uh, you know everything is uh, we buy coming from uh, Europe or other countries, so uh, all of them are based on euro or euro. dollar. So, yeah. however you have money, it's nothing. When you want to yeah. buy something, for example, my phone is broken and new ones was uh, too expensive, uh, according to two years ago, for example, uh, everything. For example, my tent is broke. I buy it very small amounts when I was student, but now it's thousands of Turkish dirhams. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Makes you upset, doesn't it? Yeah, a little, a little. Oh, I saw your energy I mean, change. I'm, 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 I'm okay. I do everything. Uh, I want. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with the situation. Basically. No, you're not. For example, I want to uh, travel the world. I love to travel mm -hmm. the countries. Mm -hmm. For example, I want to go New York, but still can't. Uh, the dreams that we have a uh, little uh, becoming more expensive. Okay. That's so why we, we had to uh, earn uh, much more money to do everything. 
Levi. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we teach is that if you want to do something, go do it. Yeah. Somehow the money's going to be there for you. So, but you have to have belief. You have to have, this is what real belief is. This, this is what faith is. All right. Um, if, if you want to go do something, will you commit to it? Right. You want to go to New York, book the flight. You see this, that, this is your beliefs right here. Yeah. Oh, I want to book the flight, but it's a million lira. Like, where are you going to get a million lira from? This is your paradigm already squawking at you. Also, my, also my debit right? says that, you know. We, okay, so you're looking at your, your debts, right? Your credit card's maxed out. You can't fucking put it on a card, blah, 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 all this negative stuff. And again, this is where faith comes in. There's a, a book by um, Peggy McCall called Darn Easy. And she describes when she decided that she wanted to uh, purchase a house. The house was a million dollars. This is probably about 15, 20 years ago, a million dollar house back then. Um, and uh, she just married her husband. And uh, she just drove out to this particular part of the world that she wanted to live in. And she drove out and she looked around. She saw the house that she wanted. It wasn't up for sale or anything. She saw the house and she said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest this. I'm gonna, somehow, some way, I'm going to manifest this. And um, I can't remember how long it was, but sometime later, the house actually came up for sale. And she went in to look at the house and she fell in love with it. She says, yeah, I knew this was the right house for me. And now Peggy's been studying with Bob Proctor since she was nine, 19 years old. Okay. A little younger than you, but she, you know, she learned how to manifest this stuff. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it, it came time to, to, to make a, a commitment. She said, okay, I don't have the money, but I don't need the money. I know the money's going to come from somewhere. I'm going to make this investment. I'm going to purchase. And she signed an agreement that within, I don't know, what, what was it, six months time, she'd have enough money for, um, she, she had to put a security deposit in for like $5,000 or $6,000. And then, then she'd have enough money for the first payment in six months time. So um, the, uh, the offers went through, the deal went through, she she got, and the first thought that went through her mind said, oh shit, what am I going to do now? Right. And then she realized, no, I've got to make this happen. And then come the day, or this is going to happen. It's not that she has to make it happen. This is going to happen. And then the day that the money was due, she didn't have it. She didn't know where it was coming from, but she just knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. And uh, I can't remember the result, but she had the money by the end of the day. I don't know where it came from. And it was, it, she actually said it was a source that she totally didn't expect. It just, it's just there. It always arrives at the time when you need the money. So, mm -hmm. but you've got to believe this. You've got to believe that this is possible. And you've got to have the emotional connection to these ideas. You've got to say, I've got to go do this. How bad do you want to go travel to New York? Right? Do you want it more than anything else? Do you love the idea? Can you see, feel the excitement about being there? Yes, you can, because I can see you smiling. <laughs> yeah, but I want to live there. <laughs> ah, see? So then I gotta say, okay, I want to live there. Right? Yeah. And, and you just, you, you imagine these ideas. I want to live there. I want to do this. What do you want to do when you, you know, like what, what would fulfill you? What would, what would make you feel really good uh, to, to earn a living that earns enough money so that you could live in New York. Think of, imagine that, imagine that, how, you know, don't worry about the income. Just say, what can I do? How can I be of service to other people? When you switch your mind from, Oh, um, I haven't got enough money, which is selfish thoughts. I haven't got enough money. I haven't got enough time. I haven't got enough this or that to how can I serve others? Go from selfish to serving. That's when changes start happening. Yeah.
Right. And that's when beliefs start to change and faith occurs. I know, like I know, like I know this is going to happen. Yeah. Holy smokes, I've, I've talked again. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, you know, review your beliefs. Do yourself a favor and review your life. Am I earning the income I want? Reevaluate how to earn the income. Well, the nine to five job isn't bringing me enough income to, to live the lifestyle that I want. So how can I be of greater service? What kind of a product or service can I provide to other people in multiple ways so that I can have multiple sources of income? These are the questions that we should ask ourselves and uh, you'll be surprised at the answers. Any question that you have, you have the answer for. <laughs> when you when you think about it in long time <laughs> the answer mm -hmm. here's the other thing right now, when you read it in another time uh, you say oh my god how did I write this how did I think this idea yeah mm -hmm. right these ideas come to us Again, spirit is energy. Energy is the, the energy of the universe. We're, we're both engineers. We understand energy. Yes? You know, we understand how molecules combine to, I'm to create. Still, I'm still trying to understand energy, not... Okay, well, okay, let's, let's spend... I'm going to dive uh, into to understand energy, actually. Well, let us talk about that next week, then. Okay, okay let's, let's make that the subject for next week. Because I can talk for three hours on that. <laughs> I would love to. Okay, good. Nice. All right. It's time to go. I've talked for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much then, Steve. Okay. Have a nice day today. And yes, thank thanks you. everyone for watching us and uh, listening us. Uh, have a nice yeah. weekend. Yeah, nice thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you, Yelda. I'm blessed to be of service. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you.